0: What's up, aliens? I hope you're listening in.
1: Welcome to the Where's My Beer podcast. Novelistic skills, the unstoppable pace of the narrative, and the vivid delineation of its historical characters empire of the summer moon is a skillfully told brutally truthful history welcome
2: to the where's my beer podcast
1: 11 days yeah
2: yeah Yeah. Yeah. a little bit of the sickness played into that but he was was down down with the sickness sickness. sickness. (laughs) (laughs) guys that should be our new interest (laughs) huh can we get copyrights to that mike uh,
3: yeah, if you want to spend the money,
2: <laughs> we can work on it. We'll take donations. Mike. What are you drinking? You got a big boy over there. Yeah,
3: I finished the perny you gave me while we were waiting on cope, and now I'm on the bare maximum. Another seven percent beer
2: by two blokes. Yeah, shout out two blokes. That's probably the
1: only beer can that would look normal in his hands. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know, that's, that's a tall boy.
2: Yeah. James. That's just a
3: normal
1: yeah.
2: beard. That's too yeah. funny.
3: I saw their engagement photos and I was like, Well, that looks awesome. And then I saw a picture of him just opening a bottle of champagne and it felt so wrong, but also so right at the same time because he wasn't wearing a hat. I was like, This is a different person. That, you know, I've never been all. afraid
2: to like shake a dude's hand before, dude. But every time I go up to him, I'm like, I damn, literally like gonna. mentally prepare myself for it. It's, it's like, This is <laughs> going I'm like, Okay. <laughs> <out> of, like, <laughs>
0: open! On Don't hot. give him a chance to like <laughs> yeah. get fucking full hand.
3: Oh, You're like, like,
1: Fuck, James. <laughs> how are you doing? You're like Donald Trump and then like <laughs> pull it back? Like <laughs> way too just much.
3: Just go up and grab him just by the index finger and just like shake just his index <laughs> finger. That's fucking funny. Awesome.
2: <laughs> so uh real quick before we dive into the bulk of the conversation, what's uh everyone's Thanksgiving uh plans, real quick? Gonna get drunk. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. I like my mashed mm. potatoes. I'm mm. doing uh Thanksgiving with biscuits. my uh I
0: have some clients that I train. Their family has invited me over to do Thanksgiving with them since I'm staying in town. I, wow, you didn't let us I'm, know I'm actually gonna to join potentially train them at their house that morning.
3: During and, Thanksgiving?
0: Yeah, tomorrow morning. That's
3: like one step above like, like the I'm gonna drive and over and to the, that's gonna be my yeah.
0: contribution. I like it. You know, I'll I'll take them through a training session, the whole family, and then uh yeah, to do gonna
2: the dinner. Shower there. On theme, you should, yeah, you should
1: dress, no. them up. No.
2: <laughs>
1: dress them up as Indians and you can be the little, the little Puritan settler and you guys can have a whole thing. Oh, with this, but it, it doesn't feel right. Is it Halloween <laughs> from college, <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's a very wholesome family that I'm training. <laughs> oh, man. They'd have a blast with
2: it. All right. Yeah. We're going to uh, Emma's father's house for a little Thanksgiving. Is that Greenville? No, it's here. Oh, it's yeah, here. Yeah. yeah it's That's where you're from. Her, Greenville. Yeah. Yeah. Her, her dad uh her brother her brother's girlfriend and their parents it should m- be a good time
1: you might have to carve the turkey if his hand's still messed up
2: his hand is messed up um if he doesn't pass it down to his son then <laughs> i will take that responsibility you, you could be the new son <laughs> it's gonna be a little awkward that i'm dating my daughter my, my sister <laughs> If he adopt be the son be, in law. Uh, you adopt me, son-in-law, you Collins son in law. from. I that thought spot. that's where he was going with it. He didn't say nothing about son-in-law. He just said <laughs> you your new, That's the new son. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah.
2: Um. But yeah, we're doing that. It should be fun. Making some deviled eggs. That's the only thing I'm bringing. Right. Heck yeah. we're doing all the other cooking. <laughs> cooking.
0: I know you. We. You guys did the. Uh, you. You all talked about Thanksgiving during. Uh,
3: oh yeah, well, the, the week you couldn't make it. Yeah. Did yeah. Y'all
0: talk about food. Oh yeah, the, yeah. The go-to food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's well, we yours, yeah. real quick? I like. I mean, cranberry sauce with turkey. Oh, yeah, we we talked yeah, about, talk about this. Yeah. Did we do that? Yeah. Did I already mention that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah one more I, I as soon again. as you said I remember. I on the turkey.
3: You prefer homemade, but if you could get, yeah. jellied, you'll take that
0: over. That's right. You're right. Yeah. And All that's right. Disgusting. It's the essential to be.
1: Turkey stuffing, ham, mashed potatoes. Fun fact:
0: mac and cheese.
3: I think stuffing and mac and cheese are blasphemy. They don't belong at a Thanksgiving <laughs> meal. What is? Stuffing and mac and cheese.
1: Any that you get. Stuffing? Yeah, I
3: don't <laughs> Stuffing is the most That's subpar that thing that on the entire that plate. That? Oh, <laughs> really? I can make really good stuffing. I, I'm I just, sure I you not for could. Me. It's just not for me.
2: Michael, mm. Cope, what are you doing, buddy? I'll give you some stuffing.
3: Wait, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Do you like <laughs> stuffing without anything else on it?
1: I'll take stuffing, however <laughs> stuffed so like, yeah, it comes. So, like, we can never
3: put gravy on it. Yo, so no gravy, just (laughs) raw dog and some stuffing.
1: Yeah, I'll stuff raw.
3: Okay, (laughs) it's just like everyone always gets their stuffing, they put so much gravy on it that it's just like gravy mixed with some bread. Oh, that's usually how it is.
2: I like the gravy for a little lube. (laughs) Are we talking about Thanksgiving still? I'm
3: not sure
1: anymore. Yes, (laughs) you like dark gravy or light gravy?
3: I like light gravy on my dark meat.
2: <laughs> you like it chunky, oh. a little chunky in your gravy. Are
1: you into dry stuffing or a little bit more of the soggy stuff?
2: Moist preferred. Yeah,
1: because you know yeah. you, you buy it out of the pack. There's different kinds. Some of it's I'm talking about Thanksgiving. <laughs> Just talking about Thanksgiving. Uh, well, well, on yeah, we're gonna get a we're gonna get a Knoxville for Thanksgiving tomorrow morning. To get up at like five thirty and Whoa, drive. That's quite a drive. It's like probably How far take, is that? It'll probably take like five hours in the morning. God damn, no traffic.
2: Ah okay. Are you know, doing ninety five? <laughs> that's a six hour, full, one hour. Uh, drive for sure.
1: We uh, we did this a couple, or maybe even last year to, th- <laughs> to Thanksgiving in Wilmington, and it was like two and a half hours. Where it normally takes us three and a half hours because we did we left first thing in the morning. Nobody's nobody's really driving like first thing in the morning on Thanksgiving. It does say that's a good point. It
2: does say five hours and fifty one minutes right now, and that's right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've no. got okay. six hours.
1: Oh, yeah, to Knoxville.
2: Oh. Yeah, oh. we'll see. I'll we'll yeah. do it live. I shouldn't trust you, man.
3: So I'm, I'm gonna ask Brittany and be like, "Hey, can you give us a, a lowdown of exactly what time you leave and what time you arrive?" I want to know whether or not Colin was over overestimating. Probably. There's a
1: wildfire warning
2: outside of Charlotte. What the fuck?
3: Oh yeah, that that was probably just Ty. Having a fire in his backyard, <laughs> smoking too many cigars.
1: <laughs> that where we got a lot of people that are dropping turkeys in giant vats of you grease right. for the first With time. With their
3: fucking life. stuffing in it, or it's still frozen. Have you guys <laughs> ever seen a video of someone fr- trying to fry a fucking frozen turkey? Oh, yeah. It's hilarious. I haven't seen a video it's of floats. it. But that sounds funny. Yeah. They deserve it.
2: Amazing. Yeah. You should at least try to YouTube it before you start throwing shit in a hot pan full of five gallons I of I YouTube everything. Cool. Yeah. That's fair. How to drink a beer. I don't know
0: if I could get through life without YouTube at this point. No, as sad as that is,
2: I mean, there's some things. My uh, dad,
0: my dad taught me some stuff. I don't remember all of it.
2: Well, that's what so, we're here so for. I go
0: to YouTube and yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what you get. You guys are like my dad.
1: Have you ever Googled DadTube?
0: Dad? Uh no,
3: I have not. <laughs> there's a whole sect of YouTube that's called DadTube. Oh, really? It's like, yeah, it's like of these like dads who legitimately like teach people how to do stuff around the house i love it yeah it's like oh you want to learn how to change out a light fixture and they literally teach you how to like go to the breaker and turn off the breaker and then come in here's exactly how you remove all the parts and then make sure you label them so when you Mm -hmm. put them back up
2: yeah i need that fucking smart yeah
0: so smart i'm I'm glad those guys are out there
3: they all got like 11 views and like eight were me like
2: (laughs) what what dude's pretty fucking popular dude yeah he has multiple we need
1: like a doordash service of just like local neighborhood dads that that are retired that can come around and just help with things around your house. Or, if you'd Google handyman <laughs> Mount Pleasant <laughs> that already exists. Yeah. You don't want a handyman. That's, that's you might that's, get, you might get like a 36 year old dude. Who's like not the guy you're, you not if
3: ever. I look it up and he looks under 60, I don't want him. I want yeah. a guy that comes in. He's going to like be like, Hey man, I can duct tape this for 20 bucks or I can like do it, you know, the right way. But we're going to rip out two walls for 2000. I'm like, 20 bucks let's go yeah <laughs> i trust that duct tape
1: mm-hmm. i saw a guy getting out of um i was getting johnny's hot dogs the other day and he was going into the royal ace hardware right on coleman and he had like i think the cargo shorts on that kind of got cargo shorts started I don't know, like i think he's probably had them since like the early 80s and he actually had a hammer hanging through yes the, fuck yeah the belt, dude. like the hammer
0: belt. yeah the little loop dude i used yeah. to have jeans that had a little hammer yeah yeah, like, yeah those deep. are called
1: carpenter pants
3: yeah,
0: there you go. go pants yeah those were it was cool. cool. It just
1: made me
3: happy. I kept my pencils in there. I
0: had uh, stick guns that I would put in there. <laughs> stick in guns. I love that. Did y'all ever Holsters. do stick guns? I, I had a mark for stick I swords. Stick oh, swords. yeah. Like in the woods. I had a pile of swords and guns. My weaponry. Can you tell them
2: apart? <laughs> I had an arm in your armory. <laughs> this is my sword. Yeah, no, not really. This is my gun. Oh, wait. <laughs> Wrong one. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, of weaponry. Beer. I need beer for weapons. Let's G- get goodbye. a beer and then we're going to yeah back yeah, yeah, yeah. and talk about some more shit. Heck yeah. We're back. And Nate's going to talk about what we've been doing for the last two weeks. Or 24 hours.
0: <laughs> yeah, so we uh, talked about this briefly at the uh, Moxie episode. Or in the Moxie episode. Talked about wanting to read a book Started over the month club. Of, of November. Boop, boop, boop. And uh, we decided on Empire of the Summer Moon. It's a uh, book based on historical accounts of the Comanche. I mean, yeah, it's about it's mostly about the Comanches. The
2: Comanches, sorry. I
0: don't um, know why I said Comanches. It, yeah, it, it kind of goes back and forth. I mean, well, there's really no accounts from there's hardly any accounts of the actual Native Americans. But yeah, please go Wait, on. I, I have a Mike. question. Jackson, can you say that name? Quan. <laughs> yeah, I know. A lot of these names I'm going to have a hard time pronouncing. quana Parker. Quana. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay.
3: Well, no, I just wanted yeah. to know because if you thought Off the cusp I know that you know that it's not Apache No I knew what it was <laughs> it just fucking
2: came but out I want to know way. like if a random of word That right. comes
4: in here it's like <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh yeah like Yeah no like the Indians names Yeah no right. yeah. like the tribe names <laughs> When you I'm read like, them in the your head it? you're like I just uh, want to
3: know like I, I want you to read that to me <laughs>
2: All right. So I'm going to record about 45 seconds of me reading this book to Mike <laughs> and it's just going to be somewhere in the uh, podcast. It'll be very funny. Yeah. Uh,
1: well, I think we should put out a disclaimer like right now, if you're not familiar with the book and you are listening to the pod, take a moment, pause it, either go and read it or at least read like a little bit of it and come back and like enjoy the conversation with us. Um, yeah, just probably, probably a little be summary of it. Maybe super confused, but Nate, do you want to give us like the rundown of essentially what the book is like? So if people don't want to do that, they can maybe still follow along and have some sure. semblance of what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, just
0: give you a quick little summary of of the first twelve chapters. Basically, I,
3: I would say instead of a summary of the twelve chapters, I think that's what we're kind of going to talk about. Well, yeah, just yeah. give a summary of what the book actually is. Okay,
0: yeah. I mean, um, well, uh, yeah. Here we go. Thank you. He's going to give me the back of the book because I'm like, uh, 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 uh. um, and this doesn't feel right. I'm not gonna read this. Yeah. Do you want um, to
1: do it in a in an accent? That make you feel better?
0: So I no, I, I can't no. do it. <laughs> so I'm about to, I I w I wanna do a Native American accent. Twenty first
1: century Fox presents Empire of the Summer Moon. Okay,
0: basically it I mean, a lot of the book has to do with um uh Cynthia Ann Parker, who was captured by Comanches and um I mean that's that's a big part of the story. Is she's the backbone of the story, right? Yeah, and um, she, you know, she got captured by them and then had the opportunity to leave. Ended up staying. Her whole family, which got is wild. Captured. Yeah, I mean, I mean, she went through some shit, and it's crazy that she decided to stay. And she ended up marrying one of the. Um, I don't know if he was a chief. He yeah, was. was he? He was. Yeah, was, that he was is that Buffalo Hump? No. A, is that not? No. I can't remember his name. Um, but then their son who was half Native American, half uh white. Whatever she was, white of some sort. Yeah. I don't know if it's like Anglo Saxon or something like that. But um yeah, he ended up becoming like the chief of the uh Comanches at a certain point. And um and then you learn a lot about the Comanches and I mean their whole story is incredible just because they were uh before their you know before they got on horses, you know, they were one of the more lower tier tribes as far as um you know their respect and you know their their ability to to do battle with other tribes they were at the low end they were on of no it. one's radar yeah exactly and then all of a sudden i mean it happened very quickly um as far you know in in the long uh what's what, what's the word i'm looking for 70 years
3: yeah basically. i mean it
0: seemed like a really short period of time the way they were describing it like all of a sudden they had horses got introduced and they just like figured it out really quickly how to best utilize horses um, as far as capturing them, uh, taming them, uh, breaking them. So, and Nate, then, if
3: you're going to break this book down
0: to one sentence to tell someone to read, how would you do it? Uh, I would say, I mean, I would say, I, yeah, mo- I guess mostly it's like Comanches, Rangers, Cynthia and Parker.
1: Yeah. So to, to yeah. paint a picture of where we're at for for at the least not, that's the people. The, that, yeah. What I've got.
3: It's so the far rise from and the fall of the chapters. Comanches, right? So like that's what it really comes yeah, down sure. to. Okay. And it gives you a lot of historical. Reference. Did, I didn't know we we're
0: even talking about the fall. Like, it, is that? A, is it's that, literally on the is book. That something they they it's bring totally up
3: in the back, like in the rise and fall. Yeah. There you go. On the front of the book. Yeah. But it's it's about the rise and fall, and it also sets historical reference really well in showing you why people in literary history have written it in certain ways, and so it does a really good job of showing the historical aspects of what have happened and also like how it was written and why it was written in that certain context and mm-hmm. so it like sets a lot of stuff up from the spanish wars and the things like that and yeah 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 you know the, the, the spanish context. american war and a lot of the context it really <clears throat> thank you remy well done um and it just really sets the context really well at least to where we're currently at like 11 chapter finished 11 chapters yeah we've yeah it sets the context really well of why it was such a big fucking deal and like why these people like we so historically relevant and yet we know so little about them. Yeah. Very yeah. fascinating. Well, read. Let's tell
1: some people for a moment because horses a long, long, long time ago were in the Americas, but something happened. They all got wiped out. And so the indigenous people of the Americas were horseless for a very, very long time.
0: Wait a minute. Get into that because I don't know about that. Yeah. You're saying like, yeah, I thought horses were never in north america
1: they were a long long time ago
0: euro asian not the euro asian bridge what's the
3: asian american bridge that they came over on originally they brought the dog yeah, between yeah, I mean they,
0: asia and alaska yeah
2: yeah
3: that like the dogs and they brought the dogs they had the sleds like they were talking about like originally when the Comanches had a different name um that's what they they had they basically had, like a dog pulling mm. a little basic mm-hmm. it's like you know a little sled and that's how they got around that's right um but they had the horses that came originally from that old stuff—they all died, right? Yeah, they
1: all died probably huh. when the rest of the megafauna died, like woolly mammoths and saber-toothed tigers. Okay, so that's going and dire way wolves. back, way yes. back. Yeah. So what I'm trying to paint the picture of is—is is, you know this is essentially a land that had never had horses, and the reason that I'm bringing it up is because a lot of well, people the people
0: don't, of that time had never seen horses.
1: No, no. So the Spanish come over in the early 1500s and start uh, kind of taking over most of what we would consider Mexico, California, Texas, things like that, Florida. And they, for a lot of different reasons, um, you know, weren't all that successful with with taking over Central America, probably because of how – or not Central America like we're calling it, but the center of the United States of America, which is where uh, Comancheria was, the, the the big nation. So they introduce horses, and then for the next 250 years, as the Spanish influence in the Americas kind of falls off, uh, you've got the Comanches, who are seemingly are the only like really, really – efficient horse users for like almost 300 years compared to all the other tribes, like the Lakotas, the Cherokees, the Apaches, well, all that.
3: Yeah. It a really good job of describing that, right? Where like mm. it says specifically, like all these other tribes had them, right? The Apaches had them, but they would, when they went into battle or do anything, they got off the horse. They use them as a mode right. of transportation. Like we use a car, but they don't, or use it to like move stuff from one place to another, but they don't actually use it in war. And the reason why they were so successful, they're the first ones <laughs> to learn how to breed them. They're the first ones that learned how to ride them all the time. Not mm-hmm. just the men riding them. The women and children also rode the horses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They were the first ones. Five years old, you're on a horse. Yeah. They learned how to break them really easily. And like the way that they described breaking yeah. a horse, I look at that. I'm like, how the
0: fuck did you do that shit? Yeah. I've right. seen a horse. that's really fucking huge. Yeah. Like, well, they talk about them breaking them within like hours. But what they would do, right? And and Cope, I was so curious to hear about what your thoughts were on this. But mm-hmm. they would basically uh, like tie them down and strangle them to the point of like near death. And then the horse is, like, getting up and, like, shaking. And then they come over and they put their mouth over their nose and mm-hmm. help them breathe. Mm-hmm. And it sounded like that almost created, like, this weird, like, like subservient bond between the horse and the Comanche. That process of, like, bringing them, like, breaking them down and then coming over and helping them breathe. And then they were, like, doing whatever they want at that point. Right. The horses were for the Comanches. All I thought about
3: was, like, the Navi and Avatar when they, like, touch yeah. the hair so like to, like, the too. flying shit. That's yeah. all I could think about. It's, like... That literally came directly out of yeah the Comanches and breaking
0: horses. Yeah, they seem to have a special just connection with the with the horses. And those, but it was that specific type of horse too, right? There was something about
1: yeah. I mean, it's a Spanish. It's an Arabian horse. It's a. It's like a smaller. <clears throat> yeah, they're fifteen hands. Horse
0: It's like <laughs> really good at like you know going long distances without water. Right.
1: Yeah. So all the horses that we <clears throat> brought over. Um, would have been kind of like you mentioned earlier, Anglo Saxon, uh, Danish horses, big, giant ass geldings that had. work know, horses. They were horses. They're big. They're made to carry bigger people and lots of stuff. Um, not necessarily live off the land, not that wild, not small. Um, and so you're, you're, you're just, a, it's a different type of horse and a different kind of person. And that's kind of what the book gets into. But, um, and we could talk about some of the way that they break them later. I mean, having recently spent some time with some wild horses and some very domesticated horses, I was blown away by the, uh, the feral horses, the wild horses ability to trust a person rather quickly. Right. Because they don't have any like past, like they haven't been like,
3: treated poorly. And
1: yeah, they're, they're just raw. They're fresh. They're pure. They're They're also very intelligent. Very much so. And they're going to, they're going to respond really well to, um, like leadership because they're a prey animal. So, Mm in that moment where they're kind of subdued and their airways cut off and they're laying on the ground. And then this other being that's different than them comes and forces air into their lungs and, and kind of like has them in that like one moment. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're a little bit like, what the fuck is that? Uh, and then they listen to it a little bit more. Um, and he's got a horse as well. So they're seeing the other Uh, horse trusting this guy. Okay. And they're very, you know, they're, 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 what's the word? I mean, they're, they're very perceptive. Yeah. Um, Just like dogs, I mean, they're, they're seeing other horses interacting. Oh, interesting. Interacting.
0: I wouldn't have thought about that part of it.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, it seems that they it was uh, like their body type even, like the Comanche body type just fit really well. I mean, they're kind of smaller statured people. Mm-hmm. And so they were able to, I mean, first of all, I'm just imagining those horses, I mean, they were able to ride longer on those horses as compared to somebody that might've been 50, 60 pounds heavier.
1: Well, give, give anybody 250 years of selective breeding in a relatively small community um, yeah. compared to like what we're doing in a very, you know, the genetics are relatively well contained and mm-hmm. you give them 250 years of doing the same shit. They're a completely nomadic tribe mating with the people that are the most successful on horseback. And I think, yeah, you probably develop like a, a whole, <laughs> like I a, a really a old, genetic ecosystem. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they all kind of. Adapt to what they're doing. They're yeah. like super dark, like fast Darwinianism. Well,
3: it's we have see we've seen it before, though, in history. Well, not maybe not before. It's well, technically, I guess. But like they, um, with like <coughs> Mongolians, like they did a very similar thing with horses, in which they were extremely adept at fighting on them. They use them very large herds of them. They would have you know, 150 people on horseback and 2,000 horses behind them. Their entire source of air quotes wealth was land and horses. Yeah. And so that's what we're seeing with the Comanches. It's one of those cyclical things where, like, you see it again throughout history. Where, like, their greatest source of wealth was not anything other than the fact that they had horses and they could fight on them. Yeah, Yeah. because that's what they revered. Right, like they, if they had no other food, they would wait till the last second to then kill the horse and then kill the horse. Yeah, when it
0: sounded like their language really wasn't that like intricate or complex, but most for horses, yeah, they they had had all the words. Yeah.
2: It was interesting. I didn't know. I'm, I'm not a big history buff by any means, but they were the last so-called empire to rise on horses. Yeah, yeah. which yeah. was a pretty cool fact that I learned.
1: Yeah, the last nomadic horse people in the world were the
0: Comanches. Really? Yeah.
2: Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, when you bring it up the
0: the Mongols, the, it's interesting because it seemed like with the Comanches at that time, uh, combat on your horse was like a foreign concept, or I mean, that was just not something you did. People didn't do that. Yeah, well, Everybody would get off their horse to fight. I mean, at least like the the you know, the white man. That's the way they fought. Yeah. Well, like, that's
3: another cyclical history thing, right? Where like we've had combat on horses before that and right like, that's the white man's done it before, like where they've had combat on horses. Yeah. It just wasn't the thing that at the time was the air quotes, standard. Right.
0: So like the standard wasn't to do that. You it's know It's just so weird to think that you'd think that'd be like common sense. Like you're gonna be
1: well, technology. Hey, man! A look at all these notes.
0: It. All of them are just why
3: the fuck are, is this oh. just not common sense. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> well, think about it this way. So, prior to industrialization, prior to the advance of weaponry and technology, yeah, I mean the the horse was like a massive advantage. So, like if you think of the Middle Ages, you think of the Crusades, you think of all the early light cavalry. um, You know, you're wielding a hand weapon. You're not shooting something. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's a little bit of bone arrow, and that's definitely what set them apart. Because I mean, a lot of oh. like the British their power with the longbow was on foot for sure. You know, then I guess a little bit of crossbow, but that still takes a long time and it's hard to aim,
3: but it's usually from carapets and sitting on top of castles. They're using crossbows. Very rarely are they using it on horse? There's a lot of Lance. The the Mm. difference
1: is you've got nomadic people versus non nomadic people. And, uh, you know, Western civilization developed where they had homesteads and they had heavier things and the technology they had was heavy and the armoring was different. They weren't like light, You know, they weren't light on their feet. I mean, you can imagine, you can paint like the quintessential, like Native American warrior who might not even be wearing shoes. He's got like the loincloth pants on and he's like, he's like, Hey, is me. And I'm ready to fuck shit up. Mm -hmm. Like very different than you can imagine. Like a, you know, a a guy after the civil war carrying all his stuff, carrying his giant ass muskets.
0: Yeah. Well,
3: that's a point that gets brought up is whenever they had that, the different cavalry that came down, that wasn't the
0: Rangers and they, do you remember the name of that cavalry? I can't remember. Uh,
3: I can find it real quick.
0: But they sounded like goofy dudes. Like yeah, they're they were wearing, all-
3: like they were in full like dress rope like dress like uniforms, and they're yeah. shooting you know single shooters. They're like not <laughs> using the technology of the times. They're not using the Colts and the things that like. It was it was a stupid goofy name. I'll find it real quick.
1: Though. <laughs> yeah. So the the period of time that we're talking about is imagine the the U.S. Civil War is happening in the eighteen sixties. Um. We are rapidly expanding out west. We, you know, there you have elements of California that are developing from Spanish influence. Texas is hotly contested between the Mexican Empire um, at the time. Uh, during this time, Louisiana, you know, was recently just French, so mm. it's only been forty or fifty years since the Louisiana Purchase. Maybe even less. Napoleon just died, or just got dethroned. So we're at like a very interesting point in in, in world history where it was essentially the colonies and turned into the the States, but there weren't even that many States, you know, everything West of the Mississippi, not everything, but almost everything West of the Mississippi was fucking un like walkable.
3: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Nothing. Wow. Just
1: Indian land. Yeah. So
0: did you find the name of them?
3: I did. Um, but I was going to mention that like, Unwalkable, but also unnavigable if you did not have a person native to that land. Right. Which is why, like, Lewis and Clark bought Sacajouia, right? Because, like, they needed someone who could learn to communicate. And even if they shouldn't speak the same language, she could learn to communicate faster because she used certain tools in her arsenal. And, like, she actually understood the land a lot better than they did because they're just two white people in a boat. Yeah. I'm not doing yeah. a good job. But um yeah, they were the the best example of the army's new elite fighters in the West, the dragoons. The dragoons. Oh, the, yeah. They were heavily mounted infantry who rode horses to the scene of the battle but fought dis- dismounted. They basically French inspired blue jackets, orange forage caps, white uh pantaloons, and sweeping mustaches. And they sweeping used old mustaches. mustaches. Like they basically used weapons that were all single shot that like we had found useless forty years beforehand.
0: So, yeah, and they were traveling like what, twenty five miles yeah a day when the comanches are out there like they can they can go 400 miles like yeah. in yeah. a couple like <laughs> yeah you know. i'm just imagining a bunch of these guys like all dressed up in this like fancy armor and hats and they got their mustaches and they're and you know they're they're out here like out in the west like in the heat and they're like you know chasing after the comanches the Comanches are just like they can see like they're you know the 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 dust build up from the horses and they're they're like Sweating, and they have to like get off the horses after like a couple of hours, and they're like, Oh man,
1: this <laughs> like is yeah, not what we
0: thought it was going to be like. <laughs> they thought they were just going to line up or charge at them, like, no. yeah. But Cope, you bringing up the Civil War was that I mean, this is mostly taking place before the Civil War, is it not? No, isn't it? I mean, mostly Wait, in the like like 1840s, yeah, like this is before the Civil War. This is before, well, I mean, a lot. I mean,
3: it kind of post American Revolution, pre Civil War,
1: yeah. Okay, yes, yes. I guess, yes and no. Um, I I guess if we're just talking about, I I guess I'm trying to paint the picture to the, because the book is jumping around quite a bit about like some of the main characters. Um, The Cynthia Parker stuff in the early days of the conflict. Yes, that was pre-Civil War. We've only had
3: like maybe 50 sentences that were post-60s.
0: Right, right. I so think like, there's a lot of context given, but I think the main chunk of this book is taking place in the 1840s from what I understand.
3: Yeah, I, I think so, too. Okay. Like, I think it's because it's also like Texas is not even part of the United States yet. And a lot of it, like, takes place in that era. And it, this is my issue with it, like which we can talk about real quick, is I hate... When books do what this book does, where it literally has a whole chapter that goes through an entire eighty-year period, yeah. and then the next chapter does that same eighty-year period from someone else, I would much rather. For me personally, I like getting context from start to finish. I would yeah. rather read a book from the timeline of the start to finish. Yeah, same. okay, I see
0: what you're saying there. It is confusing. It's but, disorienting. I can't even remember. I mean, it does bounce around. So, that's a big yeah. issue
3: for me. But it's only because like I do. You want to let Remy in?
2: Yeah, I was. Just, I feel like. um a lot of the conversation prior to where they're setting the scene where, uh, the Parker family is building their own establishment out on the corner east of the fucking, or west of the, uh, the Indian land. Now the, basically like the 98th yeah. longitude. Yeah. That was prior to, that was 1700, right? No, I don't no. think so. No.
1: So, uh, Rachel Parker, the older sister of Cynthia Parker and all that, she, in 1839, she was like in her early twenties.
2: Yeah it's like 1764 for some reason. I mean there's a they lot were, of bouncing yeah. around. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. At least yeah. it
0: seems like it at first.
2: Um but like I said I'm pretty sure most
0: of the like the like you know uh what's her name? Cynthia the the way
3: I would describe is the backbone of the story yeah. happens in that like beginning stage of the 40s and then goes up until that stage because right. then Texas becomes a state and then they get send all the guns down. That's like, you right. know, the whole cults yeah. happen and stuff like that. And I like, we're, learning we're, not, about- we're only halfway through the book. Right. So we yeah. actually don't know True. the full scope of what's going on, but what we do understand is that like a lot of the story does sometimes go a little bit past that. And a lot of it happens well before that. In which like, it's setting the stage of like, you know, the conquistadors going through and having to deal with like being like, wow, these people are completely different than the Aztecs that we used to have. Cause that's a whole different conversation of like, <laughs> we had these indigenous people in Mexico and you know, that was completely different than versus what we have now in, you know, North America, or I guess Northern more America, whatever. And they're like, why the fuck is this so much more difficult? Like, you're like, oh yeah, these were just like our slaves basically. And they just tended our horses. Then we got up here and eventually those people are like, we're just going to steal these fucking horses. Yeah. And we're going to go on an adventure.
2: Dude, yeah. Really they used to fucking take horses like it was someone's like it's house. It's really <laughs> it's impressive. Just, it was insane. Thousands. thousands of horses it's crazy those the numbers that
0: that they talk about i mean millions of buffalo
2: you know roaming around
0: it was
3: 25 miles long and 40 40 miles 40 miles
2: deep the amount of buffalo they killed uncomprehensible
3: they they killed is one thing but what also happens is like that was when it was legal to come and hunt buffalo and people do it for fun so there would just be fields of dead buffalo
0: right yeah and that
3: was a whole other thing where like I think it it mentioned it in passing because this story is not about them, like the people who, you know, paid a bunch of shitload of money to like go down there with their single shot bolt actions and just fucking kill things, you know? Um, But, you know, that's
2: a whole other thing. One thing for me, this book just opened my eyes up and maybe I knew it and just kind of forgot, but the Indians were fucking savages. Oh, man. I mean, had no mercy for anyone. Well, the Comanches sounds like the Comanches were specifically. We, uh, the prior... They talk about the about the, book, the, talks
0: about the Indians being on the east side of the country being a lot more peaceful. Well, But...
3: They had different forms of torture. But well, I'm sure they were still torture, brutal in their way. So, that's the one thing that I was... When we first... Before I even started reading that I was a little bit wary of was that I felt like the book might have been written very, like, Anglo-Saxon oriented. Like, it's true. basically the white guy from... And there is a lot of historical context of, like, this person said this and they did this, but there is majority it is hey it's history written from one direction trying to understand the other direction a lot more which is really nice because we are trying to understand it so we can and I think this book thus far has done a really good job of like you're like hey it's not a good guy versus bad guy it's a two guys that have different
0: right moral Beliefs.
3: compasses yeah. you know intersecting yeah and so a lot of the times when they're talking specifically about like the east Coast you know Native Americans or Indians like they're talking about them because they're like oh well they're no longer savages to us because now they've been well either you know completely assimilated into their culture or they just were kicked out west right to be killed mm. so that's where like oh. they're written in a certain way so you're you're viewing it very specifically but yeah those people still you know raped and tortured people on a yeah. regular well, basis
2: yeah. as did I mean
3: yeah and that's as throughout culture it's always been a thing but right? I mean right.
2: you know we did too Not right. we so I was did, about to say but the sorry, did, table, yeah, but like yeah. The, the settlers coming in also probably took in. Well, that's what it sounds like. It was just back
0: and forth like revenge. I'm going to revenge, you know, what you did to our settlers and then we're going to revenge what you did to the tribe. It's just back and forth, revenge, revenge, revenge.
1: Yeah. I mean, when you, when you other people and and then there's an oppressor or an oppressed, then yeah, you can throw basic morality out the window and that's just what we see all the time. And then what's really startling in this book that caught me off guard that I've never thought much about is how wildly different their, their ideas of just basic human morality were, I kind Mm -hmm. of was thinking like, okay, people all know what good and bad is.
2: Um, and, and yeah, that was weird, but
1: that's not the case. They didn't believe in good and bad. Yeah. So, um, you have a monotheistic culture, a Western culture, a European culture that believes in good and bad based on the idea that there's an afterlife and what you do here affects that. Mm -hmm. And there is evil and there are bad, bad, like bad actions. Um, and some are like horribly, you know, reprehensible. Um, and it has to do with your soul and all of that. And, and you know, there's a power watching over you and you have to please that person. You have to live a life a certain way. And so when, when the Comanches are doing bad things, they're looking at it through that lens, the Comanches, which is kind of an, an amazing, I, I'm almost like, I don't want to say envious of it because that's, that's a different conversation, but I'm almost like, I think I'm just fascinated is that they're like, nah, we don't look at it like gutter or evil. Right. We just look at that everything has a spirit. You get to right. harness spirits. Yes, and, that's what it's
0: all about, is like harnessing the power of spirits. Yeah,
1: and they're like, yeah, no, when I rape these women or when I like burn this person or like pull this person apart with wagons, um, that's just me <laughs> burn them and to my a spirit overcoming another warrior spirit or another people's spirit in the heat of battle and therefore I am greater and in my afterlife I will have more niss. And they're like, and that's fucking cool. Well, they didn't even yeah. yeah. like, believe in the afterlife. Yeah.
2: So yeah. it's just like they died and that was it. I think that's they believed sense. in the yeah, afterlife. Think they, I think they yeah. did believe. Well, that's part of the spirits, well, right? Yeah. Well, kind I mean, of. spirits, but the spirits are owned to certain think, objectives, well, like uh, like a tree spirit or earth spirit. Like, I don't necessarily think they believed be they right. would come back as a spirit. I, I don't actually know. They just believed in yeah? the spirits. Yeah. Well, it's something that
3: we're not super well-versed in, so this is also yeah. just True. our conjecture. But like, there's also another part that we're missing there is like that entire like you know the Anglo-Saxon like or this very specific type of culture that's very like um i don't know how to describe it i guess but it's like morality driven but those morales are also very specific to to them right so they're like hey we can do these things to these air quotes savages because they're not people yeah right so they were a lot of You know, rape and murder them and it wasn't against their morals but when something happened to them it was against their morals or like when they saw something that someone else was tortured in those things Mm -hmm. like hey we can go burn down your whole fucking village yeah that doesn't hurt our morals we're still going to our heaven but they're gonna go burn down this village and like there's a bunch of women and children and warriors and all of this or they have to force conversion on them which is another morality thing there but it's like their morals are all just—they're just, just different—and that's something. Looking at it from an outside lens is like that's okay, and it makes it way more understandable.
0: Mm-hmm. Like one of the more fascinating, uh, like stories that you know, learning in this book is—is is, I don't think it was Cynthia. There was a little girl that got captured at one point, and the tribe seemed to fall in love with her, and it was just interesting how they seemed to like. There'd be certain prisoners that they did not give a shit about. And they would torture them for fun, whatever. But there was other ones that they seemed to actually, like, care about.
1: Yeah, like, they'd assimilate a man. would like, bring not, him and in, the, like, the, like, the and later there was,
0: chapters?
2: Yeah, yeah I, I think so. It was in yeah. chapter 9 or 10. And, like,
0: they described, like, one of the one of the women, like, you know, covering her up, yeah. you know, to, to kind of shield her from seeing some of the horrible things that some of the men were doing.
3: It was another, like, young, I would say 9 or 10, if I remember correctly. And she that she was brought into the culture and like basically gave her to a woman whose husband died in a raid and didn't have any kids. Yeah. Oh. And so they gave the the young girl to her and oh. she protected her brought yeah. her into her family and then gave her warmth, like put her close to the fire whenever it was cold outside, made sure she had extra blankets, all that stuff. But then whenever her aunts were both getting raped. Right. She covered her in a blanket so she didn't have to listen to it or see it. Yeah. And then whenever she they tried to sell her off. She didn't want to go. The young girl didn't want to leave her, air quotes, new family. Yeah. And then they tried to sell her off for a ransom. And so the mom, the new mom, basically like grabbed her and like, let's run away. Yeah. And then they brought her back and, you know, there was not punishment because they're like, we understand because like, it makes sense now.
0: Yeah. Well, it's just, I mean, it's just so interesting how, you know, they, I mean, it's like, I mean, you you start to think almost as you're reading this, at least I did, that, I mean, that they're kind of like. Like simple, I don't want to say simple minded, but like they don't, it's not like they think too deeply about stuff, but obviously they do. I mean, certain ones definitely do. It's like, I mean, and obviously it's like that in every culture, right? There's going to be people that are just kind of like, this is the way we are. There's other people that might have a little more nuance to the way they go about life. Yeah. And obviously that woman who was like taking care of that little girl, I would like to think was, you know, had more. Well, empathy aside, what's so
1: different about the two cultures that I don't think I'd ever really thought about much. And and I'm not like throwing all native Americans in this kind of umbrella of this, but specifically the Comanches is they didn't have arts or crafts or commerce with other nations. They traded like furs and stuff, but there's no, what I would call like structured civilization in the sense that they're making things to like behold because they're traveling around the whole time. I mean, it seems like the, the lifeblood of that culture fascinatingly enough was, was almost war and raiding. Yeah. Like yeah. the, the movement, the, the moving around the, the prowess, the, the pride in the horses, the,
0: and they never stay in one place for of very life long. Life
1: was kind of like their art. Yeah. And that is so non-Western, um, by our standards, you know, cause we so. do war in an effort to protect our s- civility in a way. That's mm-hmm. like the way that we mm-hmm. justify mm-hmm. it. Like we're like, manifest destiny spreading out whatever it might be we we like meet up with the combatant we have different ideas of you know the contestation of land you know and then we do battle we do terrible things in like an effort to protect our way of life i was fascinated reading about some of these accounts where like the comanches were almost like going out of their way almost to just like fuck with people
3: almost like vikings yeah very much so and hey don't talk about people like that yeah careful
1: <laughs> I mean, you probably you're viking too um but
0: well, they, yeah, they lived for it, man. That's what, that's, it's that's kind of, that's what it was all about. I almost find it kind of beautiful. Like, like it's so simple. Well, when they describe, you know, the, the Comanche man being one of the more like free men of history, like, you know, there's no class system. You just like the polygamy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that part's cool. Wait, I got but something for you. I just love the idea that these guys, I mean, and of course, you know, the women, as usual, were, uh, you know, not um, they were thought of more as objects. It seems like, but it was just cool to think that the men, like it didn't matter who you were born under or whatever. Like you could, you could leave this tribe, go to another tribe, lead that tribe. Like that was no big deal. And I mean, they they got to do pretty much whatever they wanted.
3: So one of my quotes that I like looked at, I was like, this is actually like, apt. Is he was free to organize his own military raids, free to come and go as he please. And this was seen as many people as particularly American sort of freedom. Yeah. Because <laughs> a lot of dudes do whatever the fuck he wanted. Yeah. And it wasn't.
0: When you compare that to like, you know, I don't, I'm thinking like in England where it's like you're born into Structured a class caste. and that's that's where you're at. Well,
3: they they still had a caste system, though. Like I'm sure. Yeah, women did a lot of
2: the work. Well, yeah, that's what like I mean. The women got the and... low end of the stick without a doubt. Yeah. But as, I mean. They definitely um, talked about some women being horseback, like ready to ride. Well, like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. like that's fucking sick. Yeah. I mean. Well, the yeah, a lot of the women would fuck you up on a horseback. It seems like there's there's multiple wars or battles where they were like the women and children were just as ready, crazy and ready as the men were. Yeah, like you would struggle just as much.
1: Imagine like I I was thinking about this. Imagine like a Game of Thrones level detail of a show. Oh, dude! (laughs) You know how like yes you've got two differing factions in that show where they really deep dive and they make you like really understand. And like you, you go along with the plight of the individual characters and then eventually they kind of meet up. Yeah. How fucking cool would it be for like HBO or somebody to do a show, like focusing on that coming of age thing, like focusing on some young Comanche kids. Heck yeah, man. And maybe one of them's awesome. like, Like a kidnapped kid or something as well from like, And you get to see them come up and then over the course of like five or six seasons, you get to see what we're reading about. That'd be cool. I've never seen anything like that. We've seen like kind of like one-off movies and stuff.
2: We should cut this so you can save that and produce it. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Okay. Um, I wanted to read this real quick though because I like what Mike was doing because I've – this is a, a paragraph that I think is really interesting. The Comanches lived in a world alive with magic and taboo. Spirits lived everywhere in rocks, trees, and in animals. The main idea of their religion was to find a way to harness the powers of these spirits. Such powers thus became Puha, or medicine. There was no dogma, no priestly class to impose systemic religion, no tendency to view the world as anything but a set of isolated episodes with no deeper meaning. There were behavioral codes, to be sure. A man could not steal another man's wife without paying penalties, for example. But there was no ultimate good and evil, just actions and consequences, injuries and damages due. Enemies, meanwhile, were enemies, and the rules for dealing with them had come down through a thousand years. And then it goes on.
2: That's perfect. No.
1: Yeah. So that, I think that sets the scene because I'd like to get into like some of like the weird things that have happened in this. So ideally like a listener is kind of understanding like who we're talking about here, that these aren't like the. Like the Indians that we learned about in school, like, yeah, you know, they're
3: not the Pocahontas Indians that are like, hey, like John Smith,
1: like, oh my God, I'm yeah. going to fall in love with <laughs> you. These motherfuckers are because... coming bringing us corn in a basket.
2: No, they are fucking <laughs> brutal. They, they're slaughtering your family okay. and selling your bread and corn. The, and the descriptions of them scalping people.
3: The one where the, oh the girl God. came and, back. and the people
0: continuing to live after that. Yeah, oh, where the man. girl's
3: nose was cut off, yeah. and you could see the bone yeah. there. All I could oh. think of was the bad guy from like that one Wonder Woman movie where he's like nose yeah. is gone, like the fucking yeah. Nazi guy, and he's all red.
2: Dude, the, like, dude that's all I can think about. The, it's like
3: it's just like his nose. Captain is gone. America. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the terrible. one for
2: me was the uh, who's the uh, sister of Cynthia Ann Rachel. Rachel. Rachel, I think it was Rachel. Her seven-week-old baby. Yeah, that dude. was murdered, dude. Oh, that, that is a wild part the, of the story, yeah,
0: because that girl was pregnant during the and time she was a, and then she kidnapped. was and it, I just go it goes to show how tough people were back then oh, the yeah. fact that this girl was pregnant and she was getting dragged along in this horse and she's able to somehow still give birth to a baby and then you know terribly the the Indians decide to kill the baby, but then she's able to like, bounce
2: back and keep then she gets
0: pregnant again. Oh, and right. And then her dad just fucking kills her and her baby. Wait, hang
2: oh on. We, we missed the fact where she just beat up two motherfuckers. Oh, that yeah, throw. that too. I she, forgot about what, that. She yeah. fought two Indian women, right. kicked their ass, yeah, in, into a bond. And they got their on respect one from yeah. it, it seemed like. Got their well, respect. And then well, she was a slave right. she, in the family. Yeah, yeah. And then the daughter came
3: at her one time and she's like, I'll fuck you up, bitch. And then she did. And nobody said shit. All so, the guys, like, walked right. around and they all started yelling, hooping, and hollering, like, having a good time. Yeah. And they're just like, I honestly, like now I know how much their gambling culture really roots deep. Right. <laughs> they were definitely betting on who was going to win. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, that's like fun entertainment. They're like, oh, hell yeah, I'm putting money on the white girl. Let's yeah. bring more white bitches to our casino. <laughs> no pun intended,
1: but we're going to rough some feathers with this podcast. Yeah, I'm sure. Somebody's going to get so pissed. Before I stop and get a beer, uh, the Comanches, are they might be like the actual embodiment of fuck around and find out. So, hell yeah,
2: um, for sure. Yeah. I'm going to so, go a beer.
1: Single hand fist fight?
2: I think I take one. <laughs> All right, guys, we're back. Um, just going to keep it pretty simple here. We're going to go in a deep dive. The, not comanche <laughs> <laughs> The Comanches were an incredibly, the um, war-driven group that was absolutely brutal, that really had no, I guess, second thoughts of murdering someone that wasn't within their tribe, which I thought was a, well beyond you know you watch so much that is now where people capture people and they kind of question them or keep them as slaves or whatever and they did keep some as slaves mostly women and children but if you're a man probably a child over five as a as a man you're like getting killed which i thought is just bizarre but well, not even just killed but like i mean decapitated like your brains are getting scooped out your dick cut off shoved in your mouth or getting cut off yeah. like the the dude that they uh uh tied to the uh two wheels and they <laughs> and they burned him it apart on fire <coughs> or yeah and i was they like love God, burning they just people. Yeah. that motherfucker yeah. like a burnt chicken it was just insane so i mean them.
3: they would eat them too <laughs> well that's the Comanches didn't like eating. People. Yeah, that wasn't that was, was in
2: another. So, uh, oh, was that a different wait, tribe? I'm not yeah. saying they did that all the time. But we, they, yeah,
3: we should preface this before we start this conversation: is that the Comanches were also a group? It's a, it's a tribe, air quotes, but yeah. it's a bunch of bands, which is like different groups all within the same umbrella. Mm-hmm. So the different spokes of the same umbrella, and there was a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And some, I think, some people said there was five. Some people said there's eight. Some people said there's a thirteen. But it's like generally recognized there's roughly eight different bands.
0: Right, okay. And yeah.
3: inside their actual tribe. So like they had a very a large amount of people up to 20,000 people. So like we're talking to a, about a large group in in that obviously what maybe eight is men. Yeah. Maybe 7 to 8,000 is men in that.
0: Well, it also sounds like there was like a lot of there was a lot of uh like other random tribes. Well, yeah, you people had, that would end up in like one of these Comanche uh
3: well bands. they they worked together
0: like so like they did work
3: together and in the sense of like hey you and i have the same common goal of like fuck this other guy yeah so we'll we'll go fuck them up together right. but like they would they would understand generally speaking they were underneath the comanche leader
2: yeah um it's just it was very interesting that like there was indians fighting Indi- indians at points too like there was there was no common ground between the same i mean of, of course that's how you know the civil war broke out there wasn't two common grounds on the same fucking people but to have Indians fighting Indians, and then later in the book we get to where you know the Texan, the Rangers are are coming in, and you know the uh, the Eastern countries are coming in, and they're adopting different Indians to help a uh, fight the, the Comanches. Dude, the, the Rangers are so badass. <laughs> I love learning about the Rangers. I mean, they sound like us if we
0: were right. revolvers right. we, we and a horse, just a bunch <laughs> of drunk. <And> <laughs>
3: <lives>. <laughs> I love y'all, but neither one of you is going to sleep on the ground without anything other than a saddle and your clothes in your back, eating. Nothing Me, nah, dude, a, I, Yeah
0: I wouldn't yeah. be able to do that You're right
3: You do it for one week I'll, Yeah exactly <laughs> I will never I will never make a joke, joke <laughs> Or talk ill of you ever again I, do it I don't it for even one one know I got
2: a week
0: Yeah Let's
2: go do the dude ranch Where do they call dude ranch oh, This is a dude ranch I'm not doing that where, What is a dude ranch Is what, it? Is it not a dude ranch It is, what is where it you called? go and ride yeah. horses yeah. for a week yeah. And you like go out to the country yeah, you pretend to be a cowboy for a week
3: Yeah Oh yeah I'm sure they do a lot more than that At the dude
2: ranch Rope and Ride <laughs> Wearing my, my six, six shooter, my riding my pony on the cattle, cattle drive.
3: Stealing <laughs> a young girl's heart. Just like Gene
2: like and Roy.
0: Come on, <laughs> man. <campfire
2: songs. laughs> oh, oh I should've I been, cow- been a <laughs> cowboy.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm not in on this. Man, you well, can tell you're so fucking northern. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm sure. I'm sure some oh, of my a northern nice
3: buddies would, would, sing, would sing along with you guys. Oh, <laughs> well, what you guys sing there? Like, does that sound oh, like Bond? Oh, jo- yeah, That's a good tune. Oh, right that's there. a good
0: one. No, it's just is that, Lord and Savior Seger, George Strait. <laughs> yeah. That's right. a doom right. <laughs>
3: uh, Yeah, it would be a fun thing to do. We should try it. One yeah. day. Colin, are you looking for something? Uh, it, I look. am. But I'll stop. Wait, wait, what are you looking for? I, I was, might have a note.
1: I was looking for where the name Comanche came from because I know the Spanish gave it to them. Because they didn't call you? themselves. That's another kind of wild thing. They didn't Kinar, even fucking have a name for themselves. They called themselves the people. The people. Oh, yeah, that's wow. fucking sick. Yeah. Like, they don't give a fuck
2: who we <laughs> are. The people.
1: <laughs> like,. What do you everybody else fuck off we're the people no, we call ourselves french they're like ah fuck that no no we're just people you guys it are was, not you guys are you something else yeah
3: no it was it was something about when the conquistadors first came up they had a name for indigenous people and then it just kind of like warped into comanches because it was like three no. or four other names beforehand and then like when was it, it like finally the got back
2: Quahadis? was that not them or is that a different indian group the
3: that Quahar's. is the name. That, so that is the name that we gave right? a singular band inside the Comanche tribe. Uh, okay, okay, okay. So yeah. the Kuhadas. Uh, that is uh, Kwanza's like... band. Mm, gotcha, so right. Okay. So like that's gotcha. early on we find we've learned that name and we don't hear it again. Actually, Actually yeah, we, we don't haven't hear even heard it, it yet. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But what about Pachana hip What about that guy? Yeah, that's a cool name. Can you dive deeper into that? Erection of... that won't go down. <laughs> oh, he, that, yes. <laughs> That was the name of, uh, I believe that was the name of. It was uh, a chief, I think. Cynthia yeah. Ann's uh, son.
0: He had that was his nickname. What's your
1: son's name? Wait, which one?
3: Quanah like Quana, Quana, or think this is the one
0: the one that went on <laughs> to
3: like
2: become? Uh,
0: Quana was Eagle. Well, he had a different name. I'm mean, this
3: is one of his nicknames.
0: Boy.
2: My favorite one was uh, Walkman smells bad or smells bad that when was walk <laughs> or Cynthia's yeah. name, uh, right? No. Was it or her sister's? I thought maybe because oh yeah because she like
3: pissed and shit herself and oh like,
2: yeah, yeah that's so right bad. yeah uh, poor girl it's like what a
3: name <laughs> yeah girl who smell bad <laughs> uh, it would be a man with greasy hair oh man if you didn't put no, things no, in your hair man, man with
2: no muscles <laughs> he who
0: man with he, weak he, right he, arm, sm- yeah, arm small small left arm no. <laughs> he, who pilates.
2: he who pilates i like that actually that sounds cool yeah I have enjoyed this book, though. It's, uh, it's just eye-opening to a lot of history that I just personally haven't dove into. In like like my such a long favorite. Time, time period of history, like the Old West.
0: I think my that.
3: favorite thing is... One scolding you guys for having full on conversations about a book that we're all reading in the text <laughs> message and be like, guys, we didn't have full on conversations.
1: I, I could have gone. Colin was oh, trying really fucking hard to like even, get yeah. into it. And
3: he's yeah. on chapter like five, and you're on chapter eleven. Jackson's not ready yet. I, yeah, so I read slowed down <laughs> a lot. And and I would like, like finished <laughs> it if I had kept on the
0: pace I was at.
3: Yeah. Well, that's. Yeah. Look, I yeah. might finish this book tomorrow.
0: Oh, all right. Heck yeah. 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 Let's get it done, dude. I
3: mean, I'm 11 chapters in in less than 24 hours, so I I feel like I'm doing pretty good.
0: That goes to show your... I mean, this is the difference between you and me. This is... You're like cramming and I'm like... straight degree? Two chapters a day.
3: Yeah, we're like... I like to read everything all at once and also addictive personality in which if I like something, I do it a
2: lot. Yeah. Yeah. See, I hate it. Why like, do you think I drink so much? When I laid in bed Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Oh, like, there you go. You I didn't read. No, my brain can't. Like, oh, I was at the point yeah. where I was sick where my brain wasn't functioning. Yeah, I remember but, that. Like, yeah. It wasn't comprehending things. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm staring at a, my TV screen and I just, I'm staring and like, I can't even like listen to it audible. And Like, comprehend what's right. going on, so I was at that like, point, you, sure gotta, you just gotta watch yeah. some bullshit. So, I would literally put like stupid ass shows yeah. on.
1: Your current Indian name is Brains Like Soup. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like that um, for three days. Brain Like Soup.
0: Our, <laughs> something something comforting change. and easy to watch <laughs> is what you need at that point. Yeah, Lord of the Rings is a go to for me, mm-hmm. it's the best nap movie
3: God of all damn, time.
2: I love it. I watched it's what the tw- it's the best nap movie of yeah, all exactly. time. I,
3: I watched Lord <laughs> of the Rings and then I watched Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift back to back. Damn, and I took a nap all day.
2: I actually watched the the new version like, of uh White Man Can't Jump. That's a, that's a really messed with, up combination. Uh, the rapper. <laughs> What's his name? Jack Harlow. Yeah. I liked it. It was funny. It was just stupid entertainment at that I time. I didn't even know that was out. Yeah. 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 Let's move on. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Look, okay. The original is Speaking better. of
3: the actual like <clears throat> audiobook of this book, I really wanted to tell people like, Hey, you don't have to read it. Listen to it. That man made me want to shoot myself in the foot with an arrow that's yeah, he to bend some, He does sound like my eyes. But it's if they bad. had an entertaining person that read it, how is this book? Let's get so. Let's get good. Sam
2: Elliott to read this book.
3: Mm. Actually, that would be sick. Yeah,
2: that but would be awesome. I will agree. It's it's kind of brutal to listen to with a guy that reads it, and I'm listening at like one point five right now.
3: Oh, well, that make does make it sound worse. I mean, it does. But I've, I listen one also, chapter. I
2: also listened to it at one, and it was boring and yeah. slow, and oh. Like, God damn. A yeah. good I think it's a good listen. I'm enjoying it. I mean, obviously the author sucks, but it's just, I mean, I'm enjoying just, I yeah. think I've I physically read four chapters and then listened to the rest.
0: I've listened so. to like 90% of it.
3: I listened to half of the eighth chapter because I was yeah. taking a shower.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you were like, please get me out of the shower.
3: Yeah. Well, dude, let's talk about the Rangers.
2: Okay. All
3: right. right, let's. So nothing about the actual book, just like the like the 25- Pages about the yeah, really
2: like chapter what oh, ten well yeah you are right. it's like two chapters yeah it's like maybe two a half eleven yeah I just
0: think I mean I, I dude I just think it's so cool because I mean basically the Comanches you know they were fucking shit up like no one knew how to deal with them um, we had our our uh, what do you call them um, you know our single shot rifles and uh, poorly and yeah. assembled uh,
3: are they are they barrel loaded no it's um.
2: Uh, yeah, what do you call those? The little things. Um,
3: Colin, yeah. what's it called whenever you have to like try to pack in?
2: Mullets? No, no uh, not uh, muskets. Not muskets. M-
3: no, like, they're not barrel loaded, they're...
1: Fused. <laughs> You're talking about a single-shot rifle? Just like...
3: Post-single-shot, yeah. whenever we had the rifles that we had, like, they were a pain in the ass to reload, mm-hmm. but they weren't single-shot, they had, like, three or four shots in them, and, like, you know what I'm talking about? There's a certain name for them. It's before mm-hmm. before Roboter. the before the M1 Garand came out, when, like, the... Yep. Ding!
0: I mean, that was that was still even more advanced than what they were using. No, yeah, they're using muskets. They were, straight, and, yeah, they were straight up using. From what I I mean, yeah, it's like a yeah. That's how I want to describe it. Just like shoving the. the he's, he's jerking down. off. He's jerking <laughs> yeah, off inside yeah, the, of the camera. Yeah. Oh boy! But anyway, so that's what they that's what they were dealing with, and these you know Comanches are you know flying around on horses, just slinging arrows. And, I mean, they, and then they stood no f- chance. 40
3: years to figure out, oh, hey, okay, right. by the way, why is it so hard to kill these guys? Like, don't you know? Like, they would be a lot easier to kill if we just try to do the same thing as them. Dude, why are you giving them a
0: Midwest accent? I don't know. <laughs> 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 they were in Texas. It's like technically the Midwest of that time. <laughs> but, uh, so then, yeah. And then the Rangers, well, I mean, first off, they they first figured out, okay, we should do what they're doing. Let's, like, live well, like we, they're living in a way.
3: But they also failed at it time and time and time again, right? So like they they tried to do what air quotes they're doing and then they would go and attack them where they're at and then just get massacred. And then they came back, and then they tried it again. And they, Is like, it, are you,
0: the Rangers did that, or just Not Rangers, general? so we're talking about yeah.
3: that. So if you're talking about the Rangers, though, you can't just be like, hey, hey by the way, these guys just out of nowhere popped up. Well, and yeah, we're you're, like, right. you're right. Oh, hey, I like, know,
0: we're it was just a like until these
2: guys. That point. We're, the yes. power, we're, we're the Power Rangers. Yeah. We're going to call ourselves the Rangers. <laughs> Mike. <laughs> Jackson. <laughs> and it's just Mike and Jackson. Nate. And oh,
3: have all Metamorphosis. We're the Rangers now. Um, but yeah, like they over time they finally like started cultivating things, and then what was his name? Uh, Hayes John Coffee Hayes. Yeah, in yes. which like he was one of Savage. the first ones who actually like right. Well, he really basically started the Rangers, I
0: think. Basically,
3: uh, kind of. He
1: made them. Useful.
3: He made them who they are now. But I mean, he, he, didn't was, start he was he was one.
0: He was like uh, he was a soldier, if I remember right. Yeah, and he like took it upon himself to like train others.
3: Yeah, but the Rangers
0: were around well before him.
3: They used the name Rangers on and okay. off for a long time. He's yeah,
0: probably just the most yeah, significant he, Ranger he, that you he, could talk he about. He turned. I mean, he he was the one that kind of. Well, he's the most memorable one. Because he seems to innovate and like in, encourage like training and like having like good quality horses and like taking care of your. Well, you know, equipment. What the, yeah?
3: What was the quote where like he wouldn't bring anyone into the Rangers if they didn't have a horse worth hundred dollars? Right. $100? right.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, and, he, and he was, you know, they weren't, they weren't like training and practicing, like shooting on their horses as much before, like yeah. it sounded like before he came into the picture.
2: Yeah.
3: He, he made the Rangers who they were. And that's why he became legendary. And then it became because he was also the catalyst for using what became
0: the Colt. The Colt. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah. So we yeah. Well, the Walker Colt. Yeah, Well, but the, but Walker was one of his, uh, was a guy that was under him.
1: Yes. Yeah. So, Captain Jack John Coffee Hayes, um, Captain Yak is what the Comanches and the Mexicans called him. So he fought on essentially two big fronts. He was in the Mexican Wars and that. And it says that he didn't start the Rangers, but he was the, pretty much the Rangers grew into an imitation of him. Like he was kind of like the the guy that they kind of modeled their the rest of the Rangers after.
2: And then yeah, he had a bunch isn't of that fucking so badass? You're that fucking sick just war and they try to rename rebrand the whole thing after you i mean yeah you're super innovative and they're like oh everyone that enters this group needs to be like him that's so cool
3: hey i mean i'm just saying it's another reason why you're welcome
2: texas (laughs) (laughs) hell yeah go (laughs) balls was he a tennessee man yeah he was oh no way
1: for one thing the new breed of ranger the Hayes ranger knew how to ride yeah he was mounted on an agile and fast horse like the indians product of local breeding of mustangs with kentucky virginia and arabian strains those horses yada 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 he would not accept any recruit whose horse was worth less than a hundred dollars oh yeah which has a lot of money back then
3: yeah so he became the the catalyst for change and he became the new gold standard and then whenever he realized that basically single shooters weren't gonna get the fucking job done because they would go in like they would do all the right things they would do all these things and then they would never actually have any success out of it because guess what you can't hunt things if you can only shoot them once, and they've got you know seven arrows in their left hand, right? And then the original Colt came out, and right, it was a five shooter that was like yep. really hard to like replace the five, yep. yeah, because it was a yeah. um,
0: small caliber,
3: yeah. But like they were, they, it was like a you know replace them like a way yes. to break it and yeah. like fucking smack them back in, yeah. Reloading
0: those in the middle of combat was not happening, yeah. But still, you had you had, uh, you know, if you had two pistols, you had ten shots, which is a lot more than your. So a
3: small caliber pistol is not going to kill somebody, right?
0: When he he started, well, they did have some success with it, though, and that's what
1: caliber, the five shots.
3: Yeah, I mean, there was at least one
0: battle that they talk about where it sounded like they had some pretty good success, and then some
3: success is not like winning a war. If you have fifteen guys against four hundred, you're not going to fucking win. Well, yeah, they didn't win the war, but
0: I'm saying that led to the army. Then you know, I mean, I believe Hayes. Told somebody, like, hey, these guns, like, are actually useful. And then the Army's like, oh, let's pay this guy, buy a bunch more guns. Mm-hmm. No. And then innovation started happening. That's no, not-, not how it happened. Not how
3: it happened. They, basically, he told the Army, like, hey, we should use these. The Army's like, yeah, we're not going to fucking pay for those. And then the Texas, after they became part of the U.S., the uh, Sam Houston became the governor of Texas at that point, And then Sam Houston ordered them for the Navy. Okay. And then the Navy... Yes gave them to them. They're like, the Navy actually never probably shot one, but that was after they became six shooters and he already made the Colt Walker. Okay. So like the ones, cause like, they're like, yeah, Hey, right, we're going right, to do this because up. the U S government was like, Hey, we're going to pay you guys $25 per pistol. You make And the guy who was making it was like, I can't fucking make any pistols. Cause I don't have a factory. Everything's shut down. It's gone. And so we convinced a couple of people to do it. And then he's, then he sent Walker up there to help create it. And all this stuff happened. And then they paid $25 a pistol made a shitload of money. And then they bought it to the Navy for Texas, and then they gave it to the Rangers from there. Right. Way. But without
0: Hayes or Walker, I mean, that well, might not have happened. Well, if the process. Rangers didn't
3: go down to the Mexican War, it wouldn't have happened. Okay. They went down the to the Mexican, Mexican War, and then they were down. What well, as a Mexican War, right? It Was it the Mexican War? Hmm. Yeah, okay. So they went down there and they're all riding their horses and they have like their their guns, like they're having like they're seeing how effective these guys are when everyone yeah. else is like, Why the fuck are they riding horses all the whole time? Like this is weird. Yeah, like, why are
1: they doing all this shit?
3: And then it was being really effective and they're like, Okay, maybe this is a real thing that's like we should praise a little bit more.
0: I'm just imagining being a kid at that time and just thinking about like
3: I they want had, to be a ranger. They had no idea about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they yeah,
2: they did. I mean, not Come as, on, yeah, not, they did. They talk a, They talk about how there's... No, they talk
3: about 21-year-olds and 22-year-olds right. who grew up with nothing to live for. Yeah. So this is one of my big notes, is that like there's a lot of these kids. Why the fuck were these kids just out of the blue going, like, I'm going to join the Rangers, where 90% of them died?
0: Yeah. So you're... You're, you're saying those kids... Why would those kids... You're, you're proving my point. Why would those kids go do that if they knew that they were going to die? It's because they were hearing stories about the Rangers. I'm sure that spread... Come on now. Of course it did. I see. I don't, I think it's been glorified more in history than it actually was back then.
3: It was like, it was the kids. I don't understand
0: how anybody would become a ranger if they weren't hearing stories about the rangers.
3: That's my point. So, my turn. Okay. Okay. So, what I was going to say is that I don't understand why a bunch of people wanted to join the rangers at that time, because where was the actual glory? Very rarely they were never written about. They were never talked about. There's no newspapers. No one knew about them at the time. Okay. At the time. Nobody knew at all. Like that's a whole fucking chapter about the Rangers where they're like, hey, there's no newspapers, no articles. 90% of what they did. Nobody knew about. Oh, I don't remember that part. People paid them. Sometimes they never got paid. They had that glory for themselves, Okay, but there was no actual, so how like, did
2: they get to the point where people started joining up? almost like the outlaws that's like, so it just was a wild wild best people
3: started joining up and that's where i don't understand is like people are like oh there's these kids that wanted to come down and just kill native americans people from other states just want to be like i just want to go fight people and i was like i wanted to know like were these kids just inherently just really racist their entire goal was just come <laughs> down and kill indians just family right lines of i would racism. imagine not. or do I mean, they have nothing to live for in which the sense like they don't have I'm parents am sure or they family. heard about it
0: in some way shape or form but where? When they,
3: it literally they just, tells you in the book that they were not written about, they had nothing going on. Yeah, but
0: that doesn't mean you, word of mouth it wouldn't spread and somehow you would hear about these rangers as a kid and you're going, I mean, come on, kids have, throughout history have romanticized going into war and battling and thinking that it's, you know, way more like... Yes, and most of those kids that romanticize about it are either very, very rich or very, very poor
3: and no in between. Right. Okay. So, like, so that I think that a lot of these kids might have been more on the sides of the very, very poor who don't have other aspects in their life. They don't have... yeah. They have no significant others. They all were done with the Rangers by 32 or dead. Yeah. So, of that, so you're romanticizing it just like they did, but they didn't have access to the information that you do. You have all this information. yeah. They were all going to die, and they were like, hey, we're just going to go through it anyway. One way
0: or another, they had to hear about it, obviously. I don't... I don't know why you would argue against I wouldn't, that. I just
3: I'm arguing that they didn't hear about
0: it as children and be like, I really want okay, to be a ranger. Maybe they didn't specifically, but I feel like at a certain point in history, maybe this was like ten years later, fifteen years later. I mean, I mean that's a th- okay. You're right. Maybe this is just like from the stories that I've read growing up. But it seemed like Rangers was like a thing. All kids wanted to be like a ranger.
2: I think maybe that was not right, a thing. Maybe how from- do you
0: know that?
3: I have a fucking degree in history, Nate. Fair enough, but explain <laughs> to
0: me how you know that.
3: Okay, so what you're saying is that in the first couple of years of this thing being created... I'm
0: not talking about the first couple of years now. All right, never mind. All right, this so, is a silly argument. So what we're I'm talking sorry, about. you're right, I'm wrong.
3: Yeah, the history of the Rangers, like Hayes being the heyday of the Rangers, all the things that he did were only found out about way later on when people finally started writing okay. about it.
0: So that's, maybe that's what I'm talking about.
3: Yeah, so you're romanticizing the end goal and not what actually happened during the time. Are you thinking about All I'm talking about is just being a kid at at a
0: certain point (laughs) during the West and like,
2: wasn't this a Western? Thinking about being a Ranger. That's all I'm saying. Who's Chuck Norris? I'm just kidding.
3: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I understand it. I just think that it's looked through a very narrow lens and not like seeing the grand scheme because like there's only 100 of them at a time, maybe 150. Okay. So, and if most of their exploits are not being shared publicly at, at all. all, how would a kid even through word of mouth find out about it? Hundreds I, of dude, miles I away, don't know. Yeah. I don't
2: know. It's crazy. You tell me. Let's uh let's talk about this real quick. Trying to and you <laughs> Let's want to talk about to? this real quick. Um we're kind of gearing towards the end of what we've kind of read and gone over. Um let's kind of wrap that up and then just talk about maybe our expectation of when we're going to be finished with the book and uh, what to expect there. So Mike, if you don't mind, just giving me a quick brief synopsis of the book, in your general opinion, doesn't have to be that long, Um, and we'll pass it to Nate and kind of finish when we're going to finish the book. Cool. Sure. It's been
3: super fascinating to learn about the things that first-time accounts don't actually like quantitate for because he does a really good job of actually talking about the um he says a lot of the quiet things out loud that people won't say of like he when you go back and read history books and things like that the brutality that it's like very apparently shown and then he's also making it morality same time he's like he's really questioning you as you read to like be like hey maybe these things that i thought were bad aren't so bad just because i don't understand them And so Mm. up until this point, it's been, it's been very interesting, but also I've read it in the last 24 hours. So (laughs) (laughs) still fresh. It's still very fresh and like, it's very, don't
2: listen to it. Read it. Yeah. I would say read it. It definitely does make a difference. It's, it's a
3: really, it's a really good book. It's a history book that you don't realize is a history book.
1: One thing I'd like to say before we talk about the plan, um, a very loud, like just very loud takeaway that I've got from it. Having watched like Dances with Wolves and Last of the Mohicans recently, um, and then I just watched Hostels the other day because you mentioned it, yeah, um, and then just having this and and you know watching like Outlander, like all these things like in, in relative recent pop media, um, we because we didn't grow up with the spaghetti westerns, you know that was you know yeah, a lot of well us didn't really us. watch watch yeah. all that. Yeah. However, a lot of a lot of the depictions of Native Americans that I've seen in my lifetime have been. We've been this like massive oppressive force, just bowling over uh, these super peaceful, nature loving, sweet people, and yeah. they're defending their homeland from like these terrible white oppressors, which I mean, don't give a fuck.
2: I mean, I don't want to like not agree with that, but I will. I will say we were a force against another force. Like it was two oh, yeah. forces punching each other that's in the what face. I, that's what this book. So it's just like let's not say we didn't come in and take their land. Oh, no, no, We no. just came in and took land from someone that was punching us back in the face. Very hard. I think,
1: I think what, well, it's really funny. hold on. Cause you guys are changing the topic at the halftime speech. My, my point is <laughs> that was my understanding of okay. the relationship between the white man and the Indian prior to this book was we, we like the white guys coming from Europe came over and just mercilessly
2: mm. fucked okay. up these
1: like beautiful perfect na- nature loving like sweet peaceful people
2: that talking, didn't have like, talking to deer yeah
1: like like <laughs> the like the pocahontas story right like yeah. th- like that the john smith pocahontas okay. story okay. a little bit of the avatar story like with the na'vi um this book is a sobering reminder that people no matter where they're from no matter what time in history can be brutally cruel and vicious. And although we have different like religions and technology, base human nature, when it comes to defending shit and war is rough. And it's just like, like a a really interesting dive into like how much more nuanced this conflict was and how plenty of times the, the atrocities on both sides went way above anything that we learned about in school. Um, And that, yeah, it was just, it was not as simple as, I think, what we thought, which was just like Western expansion, because, you know, in some cases- Manifest destiny.
3: That's land that belongs to us.
1: Right. And in some cases in this book, what sparked big conflict was was actually, you could argue, and this is where, you know, I'm saying something that might be controversial, but you could argue some parts of this book, people were living peacefully and the Comanches went out of their way to raid areas that were not in their normal territory just to make a point, which- you know is what we did a lot of as well and i'd never learned that in school
3: but we half-time speech uh, i was gonna say because like, there's yeah. also times in which like they made a peace treaty and then people went and murdered 400 people oh and so, and, yeah, they, yeah. They, they talked about that
2: a lot and we really didn't touch on that where there it's was like treaties put in place where both parties were like fuck you at the end of the treaty and we're gonna deny it yeah. and, and move on and do what we want to do it's yeah. Kind of trusting on both sides type of situation. Yeah. Like
0: well it seems I mean from what I remember the American the the I mean the government was doing a lot of uh like moving them you're going to go over here and you're going to have this and we're going to do this for you but actually no we're not going to follow any of that. Yeah. Well yeah. that was
3: that's the whole manifest destiny thing that like wherever you are that's actually our land we it belongs to us.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Which um, is fucked up towards end. So
1: Nate, what do we got coming up with the rest of this?
0: Well,
2: I mean, yeah, I guess, um, I mean, we're know, 12 chapters in or 11 chapters in Yeah, 32 to go. 32 total. Is it 32? I think so. What do you guys think would be reasonable? Maybe two weeks. Well, you got to think we got to read Right, 32 chapters, I think 12, 12 chapters, 12 more chapters.
3: No, there's 22 chapters. There's, there's 11
1: chapters it's left. 22 chapters. Oh, okay. So we're halfway
0: through. For some reason. Yeah. yeah that's, what, that's what I was going for. It was about halfway.
3: Um, okay. Sorry. Let's see, we're at one seventy three and we have to go to three sixteen. So
2: oh. let's give it another two weeks.
0: Yeah, so let's shoot for
2: uh yeah, December. Two Wednesdays from now we should be done. Yeah. So, the first week of November. Actually, of, you guys want to talk December. about it
3: tomorrow? Because like we can hop on a Zoom call. Like I'll be ready.
2: <laughs> <laughs> let's do uh, December thirteenth. Is that is that technically a little three weeks, but yeah, that works. Gives everyone the glory time. Yeah. If we yeah. need to move it up, we can. But no, I'm <laughs> fine with that. Okay. Thirteenth. Yeah. We can also... Wait. Agree to disagree? Wait. <laughs> three, two, one, pause. And we're... We're back!
4: <laughs>
3: that was our war cry. And we're deleting that. <laughs> I'm actually going to put that in the background yeah. right behind the actual like music.
0: As we're coming out. As we're coming in. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah. I mean, really? Okay. Yeah. We're done. Nate, when we finish the book?
0: Um, yeah. It's, uh, December 13th. Is that what we're saying? Yes. yes.
2: Yeah, 13th. So, so if you don't. guys want to pick up the book, audio book or not, wait, what do you want to put this out? If you have Spotify premium, it is free. Oh yeah. There you go. Free by yeah, the way. So you don't ha- actually have to pay for it unless you're one of those psychopath Apple users. <laughs> but I also want to put this out there that Nate,
3: Colin, and Jackson have agreed to read the book front to back and release it for free on YouTube. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, let's let's play all chapters. of the characters.
1: <laughs> I will be reading this in traditional Comanche war pants on video.
2: I'll be butchering this it like a five be, year yeah, old reading this book. book.
0: 14 hour full Comanche, no showering. Mm-hmm. Um, you gotta, you know, I'll be on. I'll be on let horseback. The, let the rice I'll or let old. the let the rice get let the lice do their thing. You know, mm-hmm.
3: Well, you gotta take them out in your jeans. Yeah, the that's like right. Fucking, the yeah. Yeah. Like,
0: that's yeah.
1: gross. Mm-hmm. I will be raiding and pillaging <laughs> the nearest settlement near my barn on live camera on my horse <laughs> oh, and my full kid. Comanche regalia. Mouse so stay is tuned. <laughs> yeah. All right. Go get cold beer. Read this fucking book. It's awesome. We out. <laughs> I will be reading this in traditional Comanche war pants on video.
2: I'll be butchering this like it will 5 be, year, yeah, year you're reading this book. <laughs> it will Comanche. be
0: a 14-hour full Comanche. No showering. Um... Mm-hmm. You got to, you know, I'll be on I'll be on let horseback. The, let the rice I'll or let on. the let the rice get let the lice do their thing, you know? Mm-hmm.
3: Wait, you got to take him out and crunch with your teeth. That's it's, like right. it's a fucking, the full yeah. it's like, oh, That's yeah. gross. Mm-hmm. I will be raiding
1: and pillaging <laughs> the nearest settlement near my barn on live camera on my horse <laughs> oh, and full camera. Comanche regalia. Mount so stay fucked. tuned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, go get a cold beer, read this fucking book. It's awesome.
4: We yeah.